Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Just the Tip, the short, small podcast brought to you by Cheap Rhythm Therapy. This is part two, so if you did not listen to part one, I recommend you go do that so you're not lost. My name's D-Rock, I'm joined by P-Rock, and K-Rock is here as a special guest. What's up? So much has happened. Since yes. last week that we, <laughs> Guys, that we recorded. Uh, it seems like one. forever. Yeah. Did you hear that thing about that thing? It's amazing. Can't believe they're still alive. It's fucked up, man. <coughs> P-Rock still is sick. Yeah, I got a year-round cold. Gosh. This is like a week and a half now. Yeah. I think <laughs> you should go get that checked out. That's how zombie movies start. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And you know what's crazy? I don't have not one zombie movie on my fucking list. I do. <laughs> so let's continue with our list of top 25 movies of the last 25 years. Yes, work on your <laughs> mic technique. <laughs> my bad. My placement is uh, all off. Okay. Look at him. Top 25 movies of the last 25. Yeah. Da-na-na, da-na-na. <coughs> That's not ours. I don't think so, we can use that. So we, uh, part one ended with us talking In, about uh, our favorite movies in 97. Now we're on to 98. Pat, what was your favorite movie in 98? My favorite movie in 98 is a French film. Okay. Independent film. And uh, it's about a girl who's trying to save her boyfriend. Her lover, if you will. It is something of fact uh, of fiction, and uh, it is a marvelous portrayal of uh, of life in the city of uh, France. Take your time. It's a beautiful film that um, its name is Run Lola Run. What a pretentious choice. Any reason behind this? Yes, it's about a uh, wait, wait. This oh god, why did I ask? Movie. <coughs> He's getting emotional. It's basically America's version of a. Um, I thought this was a, a tale of two film. cities. Can I? It's a French version of a tale of two cities. If you've never seen that movie, it's a classic joint. I suggest you t- take a look at it. And once you do take a look at it you realize that I am full of shit. <laughs> because that's my line that I pitch to everybody who knows about movies. Word of advice, if you want to talk to somebody who knows about movies and they know all these uh, snobby fucking old uh, movies and shit like that, if you just says, oh yeah, you know what? I took that as, you know, it was like their rendition of A Tale of Two Cities. That's my line. I use A Tale of Two Cities, but usually people use like, you know, it's kind of like Casablanca. People use Casablanca if it's about a guy and a girl. If it's um, if it's about anything else, you know, it just got to be that bread and butter that you always go to that you you know that nobody's ever seen before. Like, not a lot of people have seen Sleepers in Seattle, so you can always throw that out there. Say, oh, you know, I kind of took it as like they're 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 trying to just like remake Sleepless in Seattle. That shit works. So, are you actually breaking <laughs> Run Lola Run? Yeah, I'm picking Run, Lola, Run, but it was a hard choice because I was either going to pick that or Dark City, which was also a good fucking movie that uh, people were sleeping on, but it's a cult classic. And uh, yeah, Run, Lola, Run. What was your What was your favorite thing about Run, Lola, Run? Uh, the way that she was running. <laughs> <laughs> I 
don't think I don't think you've ever seen this movie. Nah, the my favorite part is that the fact the way that it was edited. The way that it was edited, uh the story that uh because the first time I ever saw it, I didn't see it in theaters or anything like that. I saw it on a pay-per-view bootleg at my cousin's house a long time ago. And when I saw the first when I saw the first time, <coughs> I just saw her just running. She was running into a bank to get money because her father worked at the bank. And I was like, "Oh, okay. She's just gonna run money. She's gonna." And it was all in subtitles. I'm like she's gonna run to save her her boyfriend who's in trouble. And then next you know it, I turned to another ch- I turned to another channel and then I find out that uh she's actually she robbed some bum and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Is this the same movie? Then I realized that it was shot out of sequence and it was different stories. She was basically telling she was thinking of different ways of how to save her boyfriend who was in trouble because she ne- he needed money to give to the mob that uh he lost on the train going home because he fell asleep. It was a good movie. You guys should watch it. I do it no justice, but um, that's my movie for 98, which was also a good year. Okay, uh, my movie for 98 was American History X. Um, really dark film. Went to a lot of dark places. Hit some, uh, some really uh, tough subjects to discuss. Um, but I think overall, great movie. Um, great ending. Really taught everyone a lesson, um, and I don't know. the The movie was just really simple. You know, it was shot in black and white. Uh, well, flashback sequences were in black and white sequences. Present time were in color, which is like a simple technique that independent filmmakers uh, tend to use a lot. But um, I think it was it was powerful in in, in its simplicity. Um, yeah. Oh well. Are you eating something over there? No, I'm not. I was just, you know, waiting for the sales pitch. And uh, for future reference, P Rock, you want to keep your answers a little shorter <coughs> and not cough directly into the mic. I cannot give this guy too much fucking power because uh, it's a goddamn. Monster. I'm gonna have to go with the American History X because you're a racist cunt. That's why. Because I don't think you actually saw Run Roll Run Run. I did see Run Lola, and Run. I don't like. And it's not Run Lola. Lolo run is run Lola run run Lola get a goddamn name right man freaking pretentious prick moving on to 1999 my movie for 1999 is a movie that everybody likes some people call it the Star Wars of our time uh it is the Matrix, Matrix. that's all I got <laughs> I pick I, I picked the same movie. <laughs> Um, so I think that I think the Matrix defined a new era of filmmaking. Yeah, and this one, you know what I like the fact that we picked the same one is the fact that we don't have to hear this piece of shit <laughs> uh, like critique our to critique our fucking list because um, we can give uh, a fuck about what you think, um, D Rock, hey. about our movie selections, and um, but what you like about the Matrix, Pat? What I liked about it, um, I mean, the bullet time. I've never seen that in movies before. Yeah. I've never seen it in a movie. Usually, you just see people just dodging bullets, like, hiding behind, like, a, a bar or something like that with just stuff 
the breed just falling all over themselves. But you never see somebody actually do bullet time until you seen that movie. Terry, did you like The Matrix? I did like The Matrix. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck if you like The Matrix, though. That's the thing. Excuse me. He asked me my opinion. Yeah. And I'm going to share it with him. Okay, go ahead. So won't you shut the fuck up? Okay. All I'll right? Do that. I'll do that for you, man. I'll do that for you. Yes, Kevin. Let's... I did enjoy The Matrix. It was a great film. Also, Three Kings came out this year. Would you pick Three Kings over The Matrix? <clears throat> you Now I would. Having all like the hype around The Matrix fade. But back in 1999, yeah, I guess you got to give it to The Matrix. Yeah. Also, I think um, that whole like man versus machine thing really defines our generation. You know, with technology just yeah, taking over being our replaced. lives. Yeah, people being replaced at, uh, at fast food jobs with uh, automated systems and shit. I don't know if they're going to do that, but uh, I think that's what they're planning on doing. I'm just throwing that That's information what the out there. Is about. Yeah. The fall of fast food restaurants. Hey, they want to get paid $15 an hour? This machine right here that they're going to replace it with, it doesn't take that much maintenance cost. But I mean, the it doesn't customer take a, now is sh- doing most of the work. Sh- sh- they're not paying you to check out I'm your own finished. groceries. I'm not finished. I'm not finished my thought. Man, you were finished a long time ago. I wasn't finished my thought. But now I'm not going to finish my thought because you just cut me off. Thank you. I hope you enjoy yourself. That little fucking cutoff shit. He's really of sassy it. when he's not a fan he? of it. Let's go on to two thousand one. Two thousand one. We're on two thousand. God damn it! All right. <coughs> go ahead, Pat. Okay, my movie for two thousand. My pick for two thousand is uh, it's uh, it's a foreign film. Oh God! Another by a guy who was once, uh, this is funny because this plays off of my first film that I picked, Dick Tracy. He was actually, this guy was actually, the director was actually married to uh, to uh, to the actress that was in uh, Dick Tracy. And he divorced her and he started making great movies that he did, that he was making before he married her. The name of the guy is Guy Ritchie and the movie that I'm picking is Snatch. Which also had Brad Pitt for the ladies, cause I know they didn't need some eye candy to look at. But uh, this movie was it was fun for the whole family. Brad Pitt he never really said a word, but everybody liked him in the movie. Didn't understand why they liked the fact that he couldn't speak English or he couldn't speak Gypsy, but he just I, 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 and people just loved that shit. But I just liked the the way the movie was shot. The story was compelling. Uh, the characters were well driven, well written. Um, uh, the fact that uh, Derek can't say shit about this fucking movie—I gotta love that. I love that fact. Um, I think I think that movie has some of the best editing too. <clears throat> yes, it has the best editing. Guy Ritchie knows what he's doing over there. I'm passing it to you, Kevin. Go. <laughs> uh, the movie that I picked for 2000. Um, I'm really biased about this movie because. This is the reason why I wanted to study filmmaking was Memento, uh, directed by Christopher Nolan. Um, you know, it nowadays it's really hard for people to come up with original ideas for movies because it, it seems like every idea has been made or every story has been told. So what Christopher Nolan did was like, I'm going to take a typical story, but I'm going to tell it in a way you've never seen it before. So for those who haven't seen the movie, go watch it. It's backwards. The ending is the beginning, the beginning is the end. But even when you watch it in that way, it still feels complete. When you watch the end of the movie, that's actually the beginning of the story. But you feel like the movie has made its resolution 
Um, some of the coolest filming techniques I've ever seen has been in that movie. Um, and um, yeah, that was pretty much uh, the start to his career. And I, I mean, we all know how that turned out afterwards. Mm-hmm. So yeah, great movie. So listeners, you see the information that Kevin gives is actually useful. And the information P-Rock gives is just his bullshit. But I will have to go with Snatch. I did enjoy that movie. I also saw Memento. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, P-Rock, as a person who picked this movie, I suggest you go for his movie because I don't want you and me to be in the same group as people who like this movie, Snatch. So you can go ahead. I don't want you picking this. Well, if the rules of the game show is (coughs) take P-Rock's suggestions... I would do that, but I'm not. So you can go fuck yourself, because I'm picking Snatch. Moving on to year 2001. All right, my movie selection for 2001 has a... uh, uh, He's a, what you call it, he's a popcorn actor. Not a lot of people know about him. You know, not a lot of people know about him, but uh, he goes by the name of uh, Denzel Washington... (laughs) And uh, <coughs> this was his uh, movie that he won an Oscar in. Um, he played a uh, a cop, not a beat cop, but uh, I guess a detective. Usually, I always play detectives. And he's training this one guy on his uh, first day of training. Um, they they get into some hijinks, some tomfoolery, and uh, you just say the name of the goddamn movie. Can I do a build? Can I do a goddamn build first? You're, how far are you going to build Tom this thing? Foolery. They get into some tomfoolery, <laughs> some hijinks, and uh, they come at odds at the end of the movie, and they depart their separate ways. No, the movie is not departed. The movie is training day. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I like training day. I, I like really training like training day. day. <laughs> I think that was probably Denzel Washington's... Uh, best film. Didn't he win the Oscar for that? He one? won the Oscar, but you know what though? Do you guys really think he should have won that Oscar? No, they gave it to him because he should have won it the year before. Or yeah, that's what I was told about the Oscars. It's uh, it's not what you did that year; it's what you did in the past. But that year, <coughs> um, the movie that won every Oscar mm. was A Beautiful Mind. It won Best Director, Best Film, Best Actress. And then Russell Crowe was nominated for Best Actor, but he went to jail that year for getting into a fight. You're right. And I think it was like frowned upon by the Academy, so they ended up giving the award to Denzel Washington instead. I love that movie. I'm not a big fan of Denzel Washington, but I, I do think that's probably his best role. That was, that was a fun movie. The movie that I picked was um, The Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. The most hyped up, biggest movie that year. Um, I think that's probably the best <coughs> movie based off of a book. Like the way they, they translated everything Wait. into the screen was really good. Would we call that movie would that movie be the the Star Star Wars of our day? It wouldn't be Matrix, would it? It wouldn't be Matrix. No, I think that movie be Matrix. What the Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Because be... that movie I can see it. It's longevity. I mean to this day people still talk about that movie. <clears throat> not a lot of people were, well maybe not around my circle but not a lot of people were talking about the matrix and on top of that it's grossed a lot more money than uh but when you say when you say like movie of our day are you talking about like box office or are you talking about pop culture 
like pop time. culture. Oh yeah, I would, yeah I think Lord of the Rings would probably be more powerful in pop culture than The Matrix. Absolutely. And on top of that, the fan lore and but everything. What about Harry Potter? I think Harry Potter sticks out like a sore thumb when in our pop culture too. No. I mean, they made a not not in my pop culture. No. People who. I'm not a fan of uh, the whole Harry Potter genre. Actually, even though they did say that uh, Harry Potter, the story of Harry Potter was taken from uh, from uh, Star Wars, because uh, what's that girl who the lady who wrote that? J.K. Rowling. <coughs> yeah, uh, Rowling's. Uh, she they said that she she basically just took a Star Wars script of Luke Skywalker and then just basically. Changed Luke Skywalker into uh, what's that guy's Hans Zimmerman? What's the what's the guy's name? Harry Potter. Harry Potter. That's the guy's <laughs> name. Turn into that guy. Hans Zimmerman. My bad. The bad guy. <laughs> Die on. Hans Zimmerman is the. I think he's, he's also a, thinking of the composer. Yeah, of Hans the composer Zimmerman. of uh, <laughs> classic films like uh, in, uh not a, I'm about to say Inception. He uh, did do Inception. He did? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And he did that womp, 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 womp. Well, it's not one of his best composers. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> compositions? Yeah. No. Is it? Yeah, composition. Yeah, okay. But, what do you, what is your choice? Oh, you guys, this one's really close. I enjoyed both of those movies. Um, but you know what? I think I, Training Day, man, it affected me more more so. You know, I've realized that there's a lot of uh, <coughs> racially tension movies that you are going for. Hey, like you listen, picked, uh, I didn't make American these choices. American History X, and you picked Training Day, which were really tense. Training Day wasn't racially tense. It's racial, not racist. It's racially. Not even racially tense. Yeah, a little bit, man. How so? A little bit. A little bit. Plus, I like to think we kind of have a training day thing going on. Who's training who? No, it's just more so of the, uh, you know, the black and white dynamics. Let's go to 2002. <laughs> 2002. Okay. I had a hard time picking what movie to to put down on 2002. And then I realized that one of these movies I've never actually seen uh, all the way through and like one sit down and that movie was city of gods i've never the seen city that of city of god i've <laughs> never really seen that movie all the way through in one sit down i've only seen like nitpick like oh oh it's on let me watch it oh it's on over here let me watch it and this is the one you're picking for your favorite shut the fuck up and then <clears throat> so i did not pick that movie so the movie that i did pick was spider-man because that movie this is the first one the one with uh What's that guy's name? What's that actor's name? Toby Maguire. Toby. I picked that one because uh, uh even though if it's on nah, if it's on TV, I'm not watching it. <laughs> but I've told people that I watched it before, and when when you know it's still like it's still in my memory bank, so I can still talk about it. Like yeah, that movie was fun. It was a fun movie to watch, and that's my pick. <coughs> uh, for 2002, I picked uh, Minority Report. I think that's, uh, that's probably one of la- uh, Steven Spielberg's like last films that were like really awesome before things started to get like watered down with his movies. Um, it's a great story, great morality tell. Uh, the when you boil it all down, you know the movie asks the question: How are you guilty if you haven't committed the crime yet? You know, 
Like right now, if we if we were planning to rob a bank, and we knew we were gonna do it, and we had everything down packed, like we had the strategy <coughs> all written down, could the police arrest us now? If Conspiracy we, if, if to we, commit bank robbery. If we haven't done it yet. Well, now they would. <laughs> they have us for conspiracy. But they couldn't arrest us for bank robbery. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, we had great visual effects. Um, there were a couple of uh, homages in the film to Alfred Hitchcock. That a lot of people didn't really get the first time <coughs> around. But uh, And also, he used a lot of old school cinematography techniques. If you watch the movie... You'll notice a lot of the scenes were shot um, to mimic old films from uh, the 1940s and 50s. And yeah, that was my pick. Dude. Yeah, I'm going to have to give it to K-Rock on this one. The Minority Report is an awesome flick, man. And we're all waiting for those computer screens that you can touch and move shit around like... Oh, with your hands. With your hands. <coughs> Still waiting on those. Okay. Next up, looking at 2003. Looking at 2003. Okay, my pick for 2003 will have to be uh, it's a Quentin Tarantino film. This is the the first Quentin Tarantino movie that's on my list. Uh, is it my last Quentin Tarantino movie on my list? Yeah, it's my last Quentin Tarantino movie on my list. And... Uh, it's a movie. It's about a girl just trying to find her kid. Something happens to her, huh? She doesn't know she has a kid. Well, and well, I'm I'm giving the grand, the whole thing, get telling the whole story. She 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 doesn't know that she has a kid. Uh, she uh, ends up getting fucked up at her uh, at her wedding at her own wedding, <laughs> um, which uh, they paid homage to in Game of Thrones, the the red wedding episode. Uh, never seen that. But uh, I hear good things about it. Um, it's Kill Bill Volume 1. Thank you. <laughs> That's all I got. <clears throat> the action was good. It reminds me of watching uh, uh, Chinese, Japanese movies of old. I uh, enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, the music was spectacular. I still listen to the one, two, three, four, seven, eights. I missed the number there. Five, six, seven, eights. I think that's the name of the woohoo song. Um, still listen to that. I still listen to some other tracks. Quentin Tarantino knows how to pick music from uh, for his soundtracks for his movies. He's good at it, real good at it. But I realized this is just a little side note, a little uh, cliff note. I realized that Quentin Tarantino is uh, he never went to school. For directing or anything. Do you got time for these side notes? Pretty much all of his uh, all of his skills are are refer. It's it's all it's an homage to another film that he's watched when he was a little kid or something. Everything, everything that he does is like an homage to this and homage to that. Nothing's really original with him, but the fact that he uh, he grabs he grabs different movies and then he makes it to this one thing. It's like. It's like a it's like a salad dish. Okay. He grabs like you know, uh, you know some celery, some kill. I'm not sure if they put that in salad. You know they some some grapes. Some this is a fruit salad. This is a uh, some tangerine celery. He put all this other stuff and he makes a real good salad. 
That's what his movies are to me. Let's be honest. When's the last time you've <coughs> seen a Sally? Okay, it's a melting pot then. We'll call it that. But the melting pot is like, it's not really a melting pot, you know? All right, we got it. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> uh, for 2003, it was actually a tie um, between two independent films um, of two completely opposite genres. One of them was 28 Days Later. Um, the other movie, I don't know if you guys have seen it. Um, it's a really small independent film called Shattered Glass. Uh, really quick, 28 Days Later. Um, shot on really low budget, small camcorders. Um, but still terrifying as hell. Um, it was a new portrayal of zombies. <coughs> These weren't people rising from the grave. These were people that were infected by rage and emotion. Um, which I think reflects uh, society today a lot. Next film, Shattered Glass. Shattered Glass um, tells the true story of a guy who wrote for a popular magazine called The Republic, The New Republic. Um, later on, uh, after years of him being the top writer, uh, top journalist for this uh, magazine, they discovered that all of his, well, more than half of his stories were all fake. And as he tried to defend himself, he <coughs> dug his grave deeper and deeper by telling more and more lies. If you guys haven't seen the movie, watch it and watch the special features because they have an interview with the real guy. Interesting. I didn't hear about that one. I have to check it out. No. But I'm going with he's 28 never, Days. He's never going to check that no, shit I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with 28 Days because much like P-Rock's exhaustive introduction, it was. I thought it was very overrated, the film Kill Bill. I never brought into the hype. So, and plus, who doesn't like a zombie movie? Anything, anything to say? 2004. <laughs> the movie I chose was Incredibles because, A, it's The Incredibles. It's a good movie. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. Um, yeah, I chose the same movie from 2004. All right, so we can move on. We don't need this guy's, we don't need this guy's opinion. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. 2005. 2005, I chose, which I uh, I put as a bad year. 2005 was a pretty bad year for movies. Uh, yo, the the number one movie in 2005 was Murder Ball. What the fuck is Murder Ball? It's a documentary about uh, paraplegics. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I hope you guys feel better now. Oh, yeah. You know what I thought that Murder Ball was? I thought it was that... Uh, <laughs> That movie that had uh, LL Cool J in Yeah, when they are on the rollerblades. Yeah. I thought that was the name of the movie. Oh, did my God. It had the same name. It did, right? No. Did what was it called? Rollerball or something. Thunderball or something. Right? I don't know. It was a remake. Of That's what I thought. Movie. I'm like, oh, I'm not. Fuck that movie. I'm not going <laughs> to. Jesus Christ. But uh, the movie that I chose was uh, V for Vendetta. Ooh, good one. But can, I, you know, I, I'm still gonna hold true and say that it was a bad year for movies. Batman Begins came out. Yeah, that, year. that okay. <coughs> that's why it wasn't a bad year for me. Okay, right? okay, but look, how many good movies came out that year? No, that's true. Viva Vendetta, Batman Begins, and we're gonna throw in Murder Ball because we didn't fucking know <laughs> what it was at the time. Brokeback Mountain came out. Came out. Wallace and uh, Gromit. Uh, what's that? Wallace and Gromit: The Curse of the Werewolf. Yeah. Good night and good luck. March of the Penguins. March of the Penguins. Dog. It was a bad year for movies. It was a bad... Oh, Harry Potter came out. And the Goblin of Fire. 
bad year for movies. It was a bad year. Why do you hate the <coughs> handicap? What are you talking about? Harry Potter wasn't handicapped. Or well, maybe he was. Mentally handicapped. It was something. <laughs> That's messed up. <coughs> for 2005, I picked um, Batman Begins. Once again, biased because Christopher Nolan directed it. <laughs> but Batman Begins was a freaking awesome movie. The best way to tell a Batman story. Um, and it was the start of this phenomenon that came years later known as the Dark Knight Trilogy. Gotta give it to Batman Begins, man. <coughs> awesome movie. Like you said, it set off the trilogy. You gave it, you gave that movie over V for Vendetta. Yeah, because V for Vendetta was a spark. Batman Begins was an explosion. Think about it. 2006, my movie choice was a movie that had uh, Ryan Reynolds, who was also the <coughs> Deadpool. It's going to be playing Deadpool. It had some guy from uh, Entourage, and I don't know his name, but he's a pretty good actor. And uh, my movie is called... Oh, this is also a fucking bad year for movies. Yeah, and I don't think there was no handicap movies that came out this year. <laughs> the Departed came out this year. Yo, once again, it's like two movies, two, three movies that came out Pan's that year that was, that was like worth uh, watching. But my movie choice was uh, Smoking Aces. I love the movie. I love the story. Uh, I love the actors. Uh, I bought it when it came out on DVD. Did you get the sequel? I, I did buy the sequel too, which was trash. <laughs> but uh, I loved it. I mean, Borat came out that year. And they gave it a 91%. Well, Borat was a good movie. Nah, let me take that back. It was an alright movie. Glad like, I if I was to watch it one. now, ugh, I couldn't. <coughs> uh, for that year, what, what is this, 2006, 2006? Um, I don't know. It would have to be a tie between Pan's Labyrinth and The Prestige. Mm. The Prestige, because once again, I'm being biased towards Christopher Nolan. But it's an awesome movie about two rival magicians that are trying to sabotage each other i think that is the most badass plot for a movie um that no one I, it's never been done before um also pan's labyrinth i think that's probably one of guillermo del toro's finest films visual effects were beautiful the movie was beautiful it took home four academy awards i think it should have taken home more um I'm going to have to go give it to uh, P-Rock begrudgingly because I uh, love smoking aces, man. Made me giggle. But uh, guys, guess what? We're at the 30-minute mark. Really? On the second installment. We haven't even hit the teens yet. <laughs> I think we were a very ambitious goal for the <coughs> past 25 years. Should have yeah. started a little earlier. Yeah, because uh, this is already two weeks. Uh Oh my gosh, third week, I think Star Wars comes out next week, right? Yeah. And I would like to do a podcast just based on uh, Star Wars. And uh, apparently there's this uh, there's this way of watching the movies that you don't watch it the way that it came out from one to seven. You watch it in the way of, uh, you watch... Four, five, six? Four, no, four, five... One, two, three, six, seven, I think. 
because what happens is that you watch the story, you find out that that uh, Darth Vader. So spoiler alert: Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. Get then the you watch the history of Darth Vader. Once you watch the Darth uh, the Darth Vader history, then you watch the remaining episodes. I would never do that. It's a lot of Star Wars. <laughs> no, not that it's a lot of Star Wars. Is that episodes one, two, and three are so horrible? <laughs> but that's that... the they say that that makes it a lot better. Watching it like that makes it a lot better. I forgot the name of the I mean, to that watch mode. to watch episodes one, two, and three right after the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Come on, the best film in the entire series, and then to go from that to watching three shitty ass about a boy who's emo. And, mm, she you gotta no watch emotion. the Darth Vader. Like, you watch like the Darth. Me, so I'm gonna turn into the most evil guy in the front. You watch the Darth Vader history, and then once you finish watching his history, you see where he's gone, and it's like, damn, it makes you feel sympathy for the devil, you know? If that's a, if that's a term, it is a term. I know. I'm not gonna lie. <coughs> There's a line in. Episode 3, where C-3PO and R2-D2 are actually having a discussion about Anakin. And C-3PO says to R2-D2, Yeah, he's been under a lot of stress lately. That's it. That's the reason why he became the most evil guy in the galaxy. Because of stress. Get the fuck out That's of here. That's not what they're... Get Yo, it's not the best here. writing. It's not the best it's writing, not the best right? anything. I think you just gotta stick to 4, 5, and 6. And then watch episode 7. And forget about Jar Jar Binks and all that nonsense. Jar Jar Binks, guys. That alone. <coughs> that alone. Anyway, that's been another installment of Just the Tip, the short version of our other podcast, Cheaper Than Therapy. And uh, maybe we'll continue this next time. Reach to the current year. Best movies. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> thanks for listening again. And uh, we'll talk to you later.